Polysign, Hipsville AD coming at you with a special summer series. Michael Pickering here. Gregory Day over there. How are you doing, Gregory Day? I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, doing good, my friend. Doing good. And what what kind of goodness do we have for the summer music series today? What are the some of the good people at home? What are we talking about? Yeah, it's uh, we're doing another uh, uh, top five list here uh, for our summer series. And today we're going to be breaking down our five favorite songs from the last five years. I love this. When when we were bouncing around ideas about what topics to do for you know, these three shows, and it was like top five songs of the last five years, like, ooh, that's a good one because we listen to a lot of older music because it's just like, that's what you grow up with. So when you get older, like, you kind of get stuck listening to that same stuff. But this was like the push to make us listen to something new. And, and to that end, what was, what was your methodology to like choosing your five songs from... 2022 21 20 19 18 you know like how'd you go about it yeah uh thankfully i keep track of what i listen to in spotify so at the end of every year i pick like my favorite songs and i add them to a playlist so i have uh kind of done some uh you know past me did some homework on this uh for this list before we even chose it so uh, i have playlists <laughs> for each year that i can go back and kind of reference but also it was like well I don't know if I really care about that song anymore. Uh, you know, I did at the time, but maybe not now. And so I'm like, I kind of going through the list was, was, uh, was kind of a trip down memory lane for the last five years. And, you know, pick which ones matter to me now versus what mattered to me then. So uh, what about you? Well, I like that. It's very much a more personal way. And I figured you'd go personal way. Cause like last list, you like went through your vinyl records, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how are you going to do it this time? Um, for me, I was, I was kind of like, all right, how how do I want to think about this? And I, I thought I thought about this list in two ways. First, I was like, what's the best music of the past five years in like in each particular year? And then I thought about of that best music of each year, what was my favorite song? So what I did is I looked up Rolling Stones magazine's top 10 songs of 2022, top 10 songs of 2021, of 20, of 19, of 18. And for each of those years, top 10 songs, I chose my favorite song out of the bunch to be my number one of that year. So I kind of mm -hmm. like, yeah, so I kind of mixed up the whole list of like the best music that's out there, what mm -hmm. I liked best of it. All um, right. So like yours, yours is very much like a, a more personal approach to it, where mine is kind of like maybe a little more pop culture approach to it. Um, yeah, so I'm interested it. to see... You know how our lists vary. Um, oh, well, go ahead. We know how they vary because we just exchanged <laughs> them. But for guests like yeah. for listeners, like we just exchanged our list like a couple of hours ago before recording. So it's like we have not been thinking about each other's music for a long time. So this is like I I'm so interested to hear what you say. Um, <laughs> but so let's let's jump into it. So we'll go back and forth once a piece. Start at 2018. Um, I'll go first, and that way we will end on you and your pick for 2022. All right. So I will say, out of my whole Rolling Stones magazine methodology, there was one exception. And my best slash favorite song of 2018 is that exception. I didn't mm -hmm. use Rolling Stones. I didn't even think about it. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever I just, when I thought about this list and I was like, ooh, that song, I was like, I wonder, is it within our five-year range? And so I looked and... It was barely, but it was, it was on 2018. And so my 2018 pick is Narcos by Migos. And 
I love this song. Like the fact that when we thought about this list, that song came up to me thinking about, especially pre 2020, when the world went upside down, mm -hmm. like this song was so me. And, and I didn't even originally happen upon this song because of liking Migos. Like one of my friends, because a friend of mine and a couple other people we know, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of this story, but say freestyle dancing. <laughs> we were into it, okay? And because of that, we were into these two brothers called Ayo and Teo. And they had a freestyle dancing video to Narcos and Migos uh, by Migos. And so like this song means a whole lot and represents like a whole time in my life. Um, what did you think about it? You ever heard of this song before? Uh, I don't think so, but maybe I don't. I couldn't quite remember because I I am aware of Migos and I thought that uh, they have a very specific style and I know that they've they've uh, really changed uh, how hip hop you know the sound of hip hop since they've kind of uh, hit this hit the scene. But prior to today, I couldn't tell you that I've actually had heard it. Um, but I know you know they're a huge group. Um, you know, and I can't you can't deny that they've you know they've changed how how people flow and and just the the aesthetic of hip hop and so um. I'm not surprised this is on your list, but uh... <laughs> yeah, they've really pushed back yeah. against like, um, <laughs> like even in the song, they talk about it, mumble rap, you know, right. like yeah. it, it is like a, a progression of hip hop in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I know not everyone has, has really listened to Migos and especially like mm -hmm. the song Narcos. And if people, if, if any listeners out there do know this song and they're like, what is he doing listening to that song don't read into it don't read into it and don't ask me because i'm not going to tell you all right yeah um but what about your 2018 pick what do you have yeah my 2018 pick uh was you know something that was kind of looking at all the different things i listened to at that time which was mostly like garage rock and some other things um indie music but uh the you know my i gave out this hint um, when I did my little special guest uh, appearance on the show uh, last week. I loved that. That was so awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my Tori T pick was uh, Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Just great, dancey, funky uh, pop track from her. Um, kind of the evolution that she's been going on away from her from her Android, um, you know, operatic funk music that she's making into more of a pop sensibility, but still keeping it... Uh, light funky and um just it's just a great tune i'm not sure if it was i'm wondering if you if you had seen this on the top 10 list uh from rolling stone when you were doing it for 2018 because i honestly I have no idea uh what the pop charts look like but uh this was a huge hit for me back uh five years ago this was up on the list i don't remember where on oh, the cool. list and mm -hmm. dude i had i'll tell you i honestly forgot about this song but I love this song so much. And this song like so calls to me in my my 2018 self, which is not me at all today. <laughs> but dude, I love this song. Janelle Monet is just like out there and I dig it so much. So I love the fact that you that you came with this. Was this one that you found that you liked back then, but you're not sure about today? Or do you still like it just as much as you did back then? Oh, no, I still love it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge Janelle Monet fan. And um this was one I think at the time I was kind of like tough on it because her previous records had been so uh, immersive and they were like these big, um, you know, uh, concept albums. And so when this record came out, I was like, boy, I don't know if I if I could follow you down this um, on this avenue when she put it out. But then on repeated listens, it's it's really become one of my favorite records of hers. It's such good stuff, such good stuff. Yeah. And people are like yeah, some of our. Uh... 
some of our peers are like, oh, they don't make good music anymore. It's like, screw you. They make good music all the time. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just got to find it. Right, right. All right, so that brings us to 2019 now, rolling forward, getting closer to today. So my my top pick from the Rolling Stones magazine top 10 of 2019, mine was Love Stained by Hope Tala. And I've never heard of this song or this artist, but damn, dude, I was... I was totally like when I was looking at the entire list, all 10 of them, and I was sifting through them and I was like, no, 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 maybe, maybe, yes, yes. I was like, definitely yes. Like I could go down the rabbit hole of listening to more of Hope's music. And again, like people who complain they don't make good stuff anymore. I never heard of this one and this one's out there and it's such a great song. And it really takes me back to a time in my life, once again, pre the world turned upside down, where it's like, 2019 for me when the song came out that was the last true summer of love i'll just say it like that all right it, where, <laughs> where, where life was very different my summer 2019 mm -hmm. and this song love stained by hope Tala, i think is just amazing and it kind of like it brings that back um i don't know what did you think had you ever heard of her because i i had not i had not heard of this artist until this morning ought to be honest uh but i did really like this track it was very surprising to me um this kind of uh, pick that you had sent me so I was uh, at the time hearing it, I was like wow Picky's really into something I've never even heard of um, but um, yeah this is really cool I'm, I'm looking forward to you know digging in deeper for this artist because I really I really did like this track yeah me too and that's one of the things I really did like about the the Rolling Stones methodology is it, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and into something different but the funny thing is like since this was and oh and I forgot to mention up top like I'm not telling anyone where any of my picks were on the top 10 list other than to say none of them were number one mm. but they are my number one interesting uh, but the fact that that hope was on the top 10 rolling stones list for 2019 i would imagine that means a lot of people know who she is and so i'm also curious to kind of like update yeah. myself and find out has she put out any more music in the past four years you know what she's been doing mm-hmm but what what else was happening in 2019? What was up with your pick? <laughs> yeah, my pick, uh, 2019, I would say probably was the year that this band re-ignited uh, my love for punk music. kind of showed me that there was a new generation out there taking the genre forward. And this band, uh, who I've seen live, this is fucking great. Ammo and the Sniffers, my pick is uh, Some Mutts Can't Be Muzzled. Uh, Australian punk band. It's got a lot of like uh, ACDC influence, bar rock influence, but punk through and through with a great female vocalist. And they're kind of dominating the world now. And um, yeah, this was like, to this day, I listen to this band all the time. Um, and this is the closing track off their first record and I can't get enough of it. You know, I actually know this band and I was afraid you were going to send me a list of a whole bunch of bands I did not know. <laughs> and I like before I even looked at it, I just like pressed play and it was going through the playlist. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, he got my song. And and it was a different <laughs> song. But like a friend of mine made a playlist for me of like top songs by female fronted bands. Um, mm. And Amel and the and the Sniffers was one of them that was on there. So I was like, dude, I, I had no idea this was from 2019. Like I kind of thought that this like hardcore punk rock felt early 2000-ish to me mm -hmm. um, but but to find out that this was 2019 that this band is still out there that you've seen them live recently yeah. you know that that to me is amazing i i love it because 
so much we think about punk being dead um but to know that like a female led punk band is still out there being hardcore i love it great choice my friend what a great yeah, choice thank you all right so we're rolling on along to 2020 the year the world turned upside down and let's see so my pick i will go ahead and tell you that when i looked at the charts for 2020 i was not impressed at all i was mm-hmm. like okay i was like but I'll tell you my pick and I'll tell you why after. So I chose Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. And I think most people know The Weeknd. Like, even though if you may not know this song or not, um, you know The Weeknd. And honestly, like, I know The Weeknd from another song that I'm not going to name. But there's another <laughs> song that The Weeknd has that I, like, mm-hmm. really, really like. And so when I saw this one on the charts for 2020, I was like, all right, let me give it a listen to. And I, I'll tell you, I don't like it nearly as much as the other song. Um, but I do like it better than all of the other s- songs that were on the top 10 list. Mm-hmm. And I do love the kind of throwback to the 80s feel and the synthesizer and the cars and just like the the neon lights. I'm talking about the music video now as well. I was like, I, I really like the vibe that they were bringing in with this this song. And it kind of made sense. Like when you look at The Weeknd's video, it kind of looked like it was filmed in an empty Las Vegas which totally mm. would have made sense in 2020 mm-hmm. because there would have been some times where Las Vegas was completely shut down, you know? Right. Um, and so it kind of gave this like dichotomy of like the blinding lights of Vegas, but no one's outside. So I don't know. It was, it's a weird song. I liked it though. What did you think about it? Uh, this is a song I've actually heard uh, yeah, it has consi- it? Okay. a considerable amount of times. Um, and sound having, like that's not, a positive not having thing. well no no not having, not having the context of your, of your list earlier i was like wow this is kind of an interesting choice for for you uh but <laughs> going back to, to the context of how you chose your list yeah i think this is um it's an intriguing choice because i think um yeah it has that 80s throwback sound and it's it's a definitely an earworm of a track um and yeah i did this song was like all over the place in 2020 even though we were um you know, shut in. But uh, I, my specific memory of this song is that it was the um, back when I used to watch WWE uh, wrestling. It was the WrestleMania 2020 WrestleMania's <laughs> theme. Um, and so was, I was it really? Like, it was, yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, they they usually I have like no idea. Yeah, not to get off topic, but they they like license songs for other major the major events, and so this was the one that they had for that year. Um, but yeah, I got no beats to this song. It's a cool song. Interesting. That's so yeah. funny. That it, well, hey, I mean, during the the, the pandemic, you got to make money, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. What did you do for your 2020 pick, though? I'm so interested to talk about this one. Yeah. So 2020, you know, with all the shit going on in the world, I really fell back onto my uh, adolescent love of uh, metal, heavy metal. Oh, music yes, and, you did. <laughs> and um, I, and was, I've been kind of going. It's been kind of my comfort food for a long time now, for for the last three years or so. Um, but uh, if you know, there's a lot of metal that's that's very popular right now, uh, mainstream, and you know what's happening in the mainstream and and what people consider metal. But right now, there's also a huge revival of the traditional heavy metal sound, and uh, which is for for context like you or Iron Maidens and your Judas Priests, those kind of uh, 80s sounds. And um, I really started to get back into that stuff. And there's uh, no better band than from Fresno, California, named Haunt. And I chose this uh, track called Light the Beacon, which was uh, 
Yeah, it's just a great, uh, it's got a great hook, you know, it's almost, it feels like a pop song, but it's, it's a traditional heavy metal and it is really, you know, this song and all, you know, the record that it's from really got me through a lot of uh, stress during that time period. And so I had to put it on here and it's, you know, I wanted to make sure I didn't pick um, three consecutive metal songs over the last three years. So <laughs> I wanted to go into one that uh, best represented where, uh, you know. What, what was able to help get through that year um and so this is the, the track i chose you know i'm always surprised when when you come with metal because i always forget it's out there like i always forget that there, <laughs> there, there's new metal coming out mm -hmm. although now that i remember we had an episode where we did a song of a metal band oh, last yeah. summer yeah um, power trip yeah yeah and you know what i i really had no idea that this band existed in 2020 um but I like it a lot. And it really, at first, when it starts gearing up, it kind of, it made me remember something, but I couldn't quite place it. But then after a little while, I was like, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I was like, the distorted guitars. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. I was like, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, because, I mean, I, I love guitars and I love distorted mm -hmm. guitars, but I don't think all distorted guitars are equal. Mm -hmm. But I think when you hit the right level of distortion and tone and reverb combined together, it's a beautiful sound. And I think Haunt did an excellent job in this song. Like, I think their guitar is just like, they called to me. Um, so my friend, I'm down with this pick. I like it. I oh, like yeah. it a lot. Awesome. All right, now we're moving on to 2021. The world is slowly getting back to normal, if normal is everything it was. Um, but my pick was Rainforest by No Name. And you know, and I think a lot of listeners who've listened long enough also know that I love hip hop. You know, you love hip hop. Ooh, yeah. We've been listening to hip hop since we were early enough to to buy it and listen to it like in the early mm -hmm. 90s. And I even remember my first cassette tape that I ever bought was a hip hop one. And no, I'm not going to say which one it is, people. You will never <laughs> find out. Um, and sadly, I don't have that cassette anymore. Oh, well, no. she did though. Um, but something that was missing from early hip hop was female rappers. Mm -hmm. Like they had, they had female R and B artists, and they had a lot of female uh, leads in other genres. But they weren't really that profound, or they they really weren't that many of them in hip hop. I think like Queen Latifah was one of the first ones that really got big, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I were to think about well, who else was the contemporaries of Queen Latifah? I would have a hard time thinking about it. But if you would think about rappers from the early 90s, you could start listing it off easily, you know, but they're all men. But now here we are in 2021 and we have No Name, who I think is an amazing rapper. And the song Rainforests in 2021, I mean, I think this is just like a perfect illustration for the power of women in hip hop today and, and the conversation that they want to lead it in their own direction. And I'm not going to go into all the messages that are in Rainforest because there's the lyrics are so powerful. But I mean, this is, I just love it because female representation in rap, I think is amazing. And to see it here still going on in 2021, I dig it a lot. I think a lot of people, when they think of female in rap, they think like Cardi B, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think No Name, for me, you give me No Name of Cardi B, I choose No Name. Um, what'd you think about them? Did you ever heard of her or no? I had never uh, heard of this artist before this morning, honestly. Uh, but this is a great track. Uh, I really dug it. So it kind of came out of left field um, when I was look listening to your top five. And um, definitely opened my eyes or, or my ears to this artist. I, I you know, I, like, like you just said, um, this is not the, not the, I guess this was on the top 10, right? And so, um, 
I'm sure as I hadn't heard of it, but it wasn't it wasn't like your Cardi B's or your um you know Nicki Minaj's things like that. It was just this was definitely I think more in our uh our personal tastes of like uh neo soul influences and things like that. And so um as opposed to like a club hit uh, or a chart topping hit. Uh but it's but the kind of low keyness of this track I, I found interesting that it would that would it would be coming from the you know uh, uh the top 10 choice from Rolling Stone. So that's really cool that that's, uh, that they picked it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. This one was kind of out of, and when I was listening to the different choices in 2021, I was just like, this is the one I was like, hands down. This is the one. Oh yeah. Um, but what about your 2021 pick? What were you doing in 2021, <laughs> uh, my friend? Yeah, there's a, I had a lot of hard decisions to make on my 2021 list because uh, there was I was listening to a lot of King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, and there was some uh, world music stuff I was listening to. But when I really came down to this, I had to pick this because I wanted to spotlight it. But also, it's just a killer track, and I listened uh, I listened to the hell out of this track when um, it dropped. But uh, it's this track called Two Weeks" from a band called Eraserhood Sound. And it is a recording. Uh, it's a whole album, actually, but this is the track I want to talk about. But there's a whole album out there um, that was written by this Italian composer named Sandro Galileo. And it was a soundtrack written for a film that never got made. So the soundtrack never got uh, produced like in the 70s. And so this band uh, takes all the compositions and records them as if the movie had existed. And so you can listen to the soundtrack. Um, and this is very low key. Um kind of jazzy kind of groovy kind of um soulful soundtrack and the closing track two weeks is just a badass um low-key kind of uh riding into the sunset kind of vibe to it and it's the perfect song to listen to after you after you get off work and you're driving home and you're just um you know chilling out relaxing letting all that all the stuff from the day just uh, roll off your shoulders, which is a great song to hear in 2021 when the world was um, trying to get back on track. And so uh, I just want to include it on here because it's just such a groovy little little tune. You know, at first listening to this, I thought this this brings back back memories and I, it kept going and it kept playing. And I was like, no, 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 it doesn't. This is something different. This is something new. This is like a combination of different things and different musics and, and the guitar and the reverb and the synth and the keyboard and, and the bass guitar and, and the steady drum beat. I mean, this, this made me feel before you even, like, I never knew what you said about the movie, but it made me feel mm -hmm. like I was watching an imaginary movie and that this was the soundtrack and that something intense was going on. And I was just mm -hmm. being pulled into another world. And mm -hmm. so like the fact that it was to a movie, I completely see like yeah. i get it completely now i feel like it should have been um so dude i love that i love yeah. that it was actually for a movie and you could get such a feel for it uh, and what's the name of it again uh the song is called two weeks and it's by a band called eraserhood sound uh, people check it out it's really yeah, good yeah. stuff it's man. so good all right now let's move on to our last picks to 2022 Hell yeah. all right so my pick and i'll so I'll give you my pick first. It was In 95 by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And I'll be honest, this was a top 20 pick for Rolling Stones magazine. It was not a top 10. Holy shit. Um, top 10, they had nothing that I was like, no, I honestly could not <laughs> do it. And so I was mm -hmm. like top 20 and I was like, got it. 
Um, but this song by Kendrick Lamar, I dig it so much. It, you know, it's about the change we're all going through these past couple of years. And it's it's unapologetic with its lyrics. I mean, it is so real and in your face. And it really challenges you to think about, you know, how do you feel about what happened to us and all the things we've done to each other and to ourselves and and who are we inside and have we changed? And I just, I love this song a lot. Um, what do you think about it? Had you heard it before? Oh yeah, I've heard this song. I, I fucking love this song. Um, this is uh, this was actually almost my pick for uh, to last year. Um, yeah, really? I love. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very close um, to be to to my choice. But uh, yeah, I love this song. I and you know when it first dropped, I was actually taken aback because I for some reason had no idea that Kendrick was dropping a record. So I woke up and Spotify that Friday. Spotify was like new Kendrick Lamar records out. Uh, but I got up and I went for a walk. And when this this is the second track on that record, when it came on and I was listening to my headphones, uh, I, you know, honestly, it was almost in tears of how great this track is. Um, and then, of course, looking at the music video, it's just, he, you know, he's always got great music videos. And then, um, yeah, I love the instrumentation on this thing, the the rhymes with the beats. And there's that little sort of like um, synth almost influence coming in. Um, yeah, this is a great track. And um, I think, you know, Kendrick Lamar is like one of our greatest living artists. So um, this is a great pick. I agree. I agree. But I I think as profound as I think like a song like this is, I love the fact of what you chose for your 22 pick. Give it to us, buddy. <laughs> our last yeah. one for the for the day. What you got? Oh, yeah. My pick is uh, Troglodyte by Viagra Boys, a uh, post-punk band out of uh, Denmark. Norway or Sweden. I can't I forget where they're from. They're definitely from Scandinavia, but uh post-punk band um has some great um instrumentation, like funk instrumentation and sort of strange, um, very Devo influenced sounds and um very baritone, almost rapping, singing kind of style. And so I really this song really spoke to me. Uh it's it's really about the world and like these conspiracy theorists and people who don't want to get uh, vaccinated and just um, just all of these uh, disruptors in the world and kind of contextualizing it with these kinds of people who are purposely doing these things to disrupt the, the progress of our world and kind of contextualizing it into uh, if we were all still apes, would the apes deal with these people the way that we're dealing with them? Um, and the apes would not consider them to be part of them. They would consider them to be the uh, lower um, you know, level they haven't evolved yet, and that's those are the troglodytes, and the apes would not accept them the way that we tolerate uh, these kind of disruptors in the world. And so, uh, but it's a great jam. It's just you know, it's super funky, and it's got a great backbeat and everything. And so, um, I love this track. I'm interested to do hear what you think about it, though. So I would say I didn't pick up on the the message behind it like you did, and I like your message um, or their message rather. Mm. But what really caught me was I felt like this was a fun song, which is so funny oh, yeah. compared to what you were just saying, right? So for listeners yeah. who's never heard the song, they're like, damn, that's some serious shit he's talking out there. And then I'm like, oh, it's a fun song. And they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But but the music behind it is so fun. And the the name, Viagra Boys, I mean, it's just like a, a, a play on fun, right? So, yeah. so yeah. I give them props for having that name today. Um, but out of Denmark, why not? Because it's Europe. They can do whatever they want. Right, right, yeah. But I, it also really made me think of like throwback to um, that band called They Might Be Giants. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes their instrumentation is just kind of fun and it's just about having fun. But now hearing you talk about the lyrics and getting more of a context for the song, 
I think it's even greater because they're talking about something extremely serious, mm-hmm. but their music is very fun and inviting. Yes. So it's an interesting way to bring important topics into music and to talk about it in a way that attracts an audience. Because my friends, music and politics is real. Like almost oh, yeah. all music <laughs> is political, yeah. um, unless it's a love song, but even love songs can be political. Uh, but so I love this song a lot. I really do. I dug it. I dug it. Right on. And that's our list, people. That's our, our favorite fives of the past fives. But let me ask you a, a couple of things to talk about. Um, but first, if you had to pick your favorite out of the five, which one is yours? I'll tell you. Oh, boy. Mine is either No Name or Migos. And mm. I honestly can't choose. Like, if if I, I if I'd say, like, favorite, because I know them more, Migos. But mm-hmm. No Name kind of lean that way as well, just because, like, it means a little bit something different. What that's do you a think? tough one. Yeah, that's a real tough one. But I got to go with Ammo and the Sniffers. I mean, this is off their first record. They've already got another one out. I'm waiting for the next one. Um, they're just, uh, you know, they're, they just live in my heart. So I got to go with my Ammo and the Sniffers pick. I dig it. I dig it. I like it. But let me also ask you, you know, and I'll answer myself first. But what did you learn, if anything, whenever you were looking through the past six years of music, searching for your top five? Like, was there anything that that you learned about yourself or or about the music of the past five years or just anything that spoke to you as an observation during your musical journey? And I'll tell you, like I said, I'll tell you mine that I noticed. It was obvious to me, looking at these top 10 songs from each year of Rolling Stone magazine, like so in my face obvious, the list of the best are almost entirely populated by solo artists. Mm. Like there was almost no bands at all on this list. And to me, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, Like it's saying that all the best songs, all the best music out there for the past five, six years is really produced in a studio and it's not produced by a band that it's just studio overlaying music to some lyrics. And my friend, that's that's a little bit troubling to me as far as if that's a direction of the music industry, getting away from bands and just focusing on solo artist careers. I don't know. I don't know. But that's just, an, like I said, that's a small observation just from looking at top 10 list. Um, but did you see anything out there when you were doing your searches? Uh, not um, not. I would say not obvious on the surface going through them. I mean, I'm always very active listening to music and new music. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think telling from your picks, like review, reviewing your picks and how you chose them, that I am kind of oblivious to what's happening in the mainstream. I mean, I feel like I try to keep up with what's happening, but it was, as I was looking at, um, you know, the five different playlists I had made last year, many of these artists you picked, uh, were not on them. And so, you know, I'm kind of not participating or not paying attention to what's happening in the in the world. So it wasn't uh, obvious to me that um, this is what's happening, that there are bands are not uh, as successful as, as solo recording artists, um, which I don't know if it's all bad. I mean, you have something like Janelle Monet or, or Kendrick Lamar, who, you know, uh, sure, to, a butter- sure. to a butterfly, which is like a great uh, jazz influence record. And so there's, you know, sometimes, um, you know, if you, if you want to bring in like Prince or something like that, who has um, great, collaboration with other musicians but i think to your point 
there is a corporatization of music just as any other large entertainment industry and that's really we're living in a time where that's being that's the dominant culture um and all in most forms of entertainment and so uh it is a little alarming um you know you don't really you know it, it makes it uh maybe a little discouraging for young people to start bands as opposed to trying to fit a mold that you could be a solo recording artist so um yeah, I think that's what's obvious to me is that uh, I'm definitely not following trends. It's just kind of uh, sticking to my little lanes of, of what I like and and I'm um, exploring those. So. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I wanted to push myself to do this Rolling Stones methodology is because mm -hmm. I'm definitely in the same boat as you. Like I get my playlist and, and different people make different playlists for me. But if they don't have recent music in it, then I'm not getting exposed to it. So like it was fun for me because it also showed me it's like, hey, there are other stuff yeah. out there. So I dig it. All right. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we give a little sneak peek to our final music episode coming up later in the summer? Uh, you want to tell mm. the folks at home what is our last topic we're going to be talking about? Yeah, the last topic is going to be a very intriguing one. Uh, it's going to be five musical surprises. So five. We're going to present each other with five choices of things that we like that the other person does not know that we like. Um, strange parts of our um, of our taste. So, and these are not going to be guilty pleasures. These are going to be things that we actually like, uh, but maybe we don't really talk about them or like, don't really share it. And so, um, I'm interested to see. Cause I haven't even started on this, and so I'm interested to see what uh, you know what we consider to be strange. And uh, I mean, we're good friends. We've been friends for a very long time. So I'm wondering if we're actually going to be able to surprise each other. Oh, there's, there's one. Whenever we were putting the <laughs> ideas of this list together, I was like, I know one, my first one, and I love it. I love this song. Right? <laughs> and you were just going to be like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? You're just going to be like, I can't believe you. I was yeah, like, I don't right, know yeah. you. Um, but that's for our next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Hipsville AD's and Lo-Fi Poli-Sci's top five of the last five. Follow Hipsville AD and Lo-Fi Poli-Sci on Instagram, people. This Pickering and Dave. Peace out. Later.